Hey, it's Christian. How can you find a balance in ham radio? We'll talk about that next and your antenna system on 100 Watts in a Wire. And now from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good morning to you. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And this is Steve. Whiskey 7 United Delta India. Happy New Year, Steve. Happy New Year and good morning. Happy We're New Year, everyone. And thanks for being here. Full of power and voltage and trans things and all kinds of stuff. Not trans things. That's another <laughs> algorithm uh, issue I'm going to be having here before too long. We're going to be talking about balance. And getting yourself a balance in ham radio. See what I did there? Uh, we got a balance. We got onions and uh, everything in between. And sometimes, Steve, we, we do these things and use these things just because that's how they're supposed to be done. And we never really question why. You know, why? Uh, do you remember kind of first getting your understanding of what a balance does for your antenna? Uh yeah, it was, it took me a little bit, you know, back in the day, it was uh, very little was, you know, we hardly used it. It was, it wasn't understood. And then uh, uh, balance came along and I was like, well, why do we need that? And I was like, well, you know, we got in, you know, an unbalanced feed line and a balanced antenna. And then, and so it was, we want to keep, you know, uh, radiation off the feed line and it just kind of evolved. And then as time went on we got to understand it uh, a little better and uh and now it's you know good engineering practice and that's a, a term that you're probably going to be hearing more and more as time goes on and, i remember uh, um you know there's some things that i guess they're like insulators they're not quite balanced i wish i would have pulled one here uh, but you can build an antenna and it's got a oh man i should have prepared that that aspect of it but it's not a balance at all it's just a centerpiece it's mm -hmm. got two posts on the side and you, tr you screw your coax into it mm -hmm. and then you make it and it, they work really well. And I do that sometimes in a portable way. And yes. I remember asking several people, yourself included, about building, a, you know, a dipole or putting it up and, and all that. And the answer came back was I would put a ballon on it. Right. So let me reach back here real quick. So you're kind of thinking of something like this. Uh, let's get that up here a little so you can see it. So this is uh, that center insulator you were talking about. and uh, But this is actually a ballon. It's a, right. uh, a four to one ballon. And we'll, uh, we'll get into that uh, uh, more. On, but uh, yeah, no, they, uh, they make a, uh, some people have taken just kind of PVC caps for like two inch or three inch uh, uh, PVC pipe. And they, drill a couple of holes in it, put a couple of eyelids, bring the coax up and terminate it to that and then use it as a center support. And, uh, and I kind of remember that when you were asking about that and I was like, well, if you're going to go, go that route, uh, just buy a ballon and, uh, mm -hmm. it takes care of all of that for you. And, uh, yeah, MFJ, I think makes that little centerpiece high gain, uh, had it, uh, there was an, a number of, uh, outfits that had those you know just center pieces that was Let's get you started i'm gonna i'll pull it because it's right over there i think i have one and and they do work you know and i mm -hmm. use them at 25 feet they're lighter than maybe a ballon and this all goes to say friends is i understand that 
you know, people want what you just mentioned, go buy a ballon. You know, of course, that'll generate some just make your own. You can make your own ballon. Let's just assume that you don't know how or you need one or you don't have the time. Okay, so we'll, we'll put yes, if you can build it, great. If you can't, then perhaps you would be buying it. And certainly at the time when, you know, Steve was advising me about balance in dipoles, I was not in a position to uh, even understand, let alone build my own. So buying one is not a problem. Just to mm -hmm. preface this whole um, issue now I can I can say like there's balans and there's unins, and I'm gonna let you explain all this stuff as we go into this. But you know my first understanding was pretty rough. I gotta say it's a pretty rough understanding. Was you know you want a balan, you want a one to one balan on your mono band dipoles. If you've got an off center fed, you want say four to one balan. And I'm like mm -hmm. okay, that's all I need to know for right now. And this could have been you know several years ago, but that's kind of how I operate it. And I think a lot of people do in terms of understanding why we do it. So why maybe are we doing this, you know, yeah, why are right. we putting a ballon in what was, and that's instead of, well, you know, my Elmer said, you know, get a ballon and just do it, just do it. Don't ask questions just, and uh, go that way. But, you know, we want to learn and we want to understand why are we, putting this piece of equipment into our antenna system and what's the purpose of it and how does it benefit us to pay the 40 50 dollars for this for this you know device here or a hundred dollars for this particular um ballon so it's uh, it all comes down to is you know why and uh, hopefully we can at, at the high level we can answer that and we're going to do that. We're going to say good morning to everyone. If you haven't subscribed yet to the YouTube channel, please do that. A lot of content is making its way there. Uh, we're breaking out features of Q&A. We've got uh, the two-story news segments are finding their, you know, their way there. We've got several streams that we're doing. And hopefully it's a repository of information as we build it up. So if you want to go there, subscribe. You won't miss anything. Click the bell, and that tells you when we go live or if we post something new, that kind of deal. All right, let's do a little role playing here, Steve. Don't get upset. Don't get worried. <laughs> Nothing freaky. Well, balance could be freaky. I don't know. Somebody would make it freaky. New Ham, I'm coming to you very inquisitively, I guess. And uh, what, why, why this balance? Why do I need to use a balance on my 20 meter dipole? You know, it's a little extra money for me. I don't know mm -hmm. if I have that. Where do I get that sort of thing? But let's go back to your why. Talk a little bit about why this is important in your antenna system well to start off it's good engineering practice so that's right off the bat it's this is the way we should do it but the the biggest purpose of it is is to keep common mode current from coming down your your feed line back into the shack well what's common code common mode current well basically rf flows on the skin of a surface so whether it's a conductor or the shield our RF, when, we le when it leaves the transmitter, it's on the inside of the coax, and it goes up to the antenna, and if there's a, an impedance mismatch or an imbalance, that RF signal comes back down, and it, comes, and it feeds right back to your station. And you've kind of maybe heard terms uh, that people were talking about, yeah, I got bit by my, on my transmitter while I was transmitting. It was like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means that your radio, it, it was ungrounded, was hot. So you'd be talking on the radio, you're having this nice 
uh, conversation and you touch a piece of metal on the radio to adjust something or may, and boom, you get zapped you get an R, you know, an RF burn or, you know, you get bit. Well, the Balin purpose is to choke that RF from coming back down the feed line and re-radiating. And uh, you want to keep all that up at the antenna and let it radiate out there. So there's kind of a little bit of a safety factor, but it also reduces RFI issues and, you know, you, you know you're operating and your uh, significant other says, hey, you know, you're getting into the stereo or you're getting into the phones or this or that. I'm hearing you talking. The Balin helps reduce that. It keeps your uh, feed line from re-radiating. And, uh, but mainly probably the biggest thing is the safety factor is, uh, you know, keeping you getting from RF burns. That's kind of in a nutshell why we want to have a Balin, but it's to reduce that common mode current. And that's uh, a term you're going to be hearing if you're doing any research into balance and uh, what, you know, the reduction of common code, common mode. Jeez, I keep getting screwed up on that one. Common mode current and uh, and keeping that at bay and keeping it outside at the antenna. Yeah, we, we uh, encourage you to send your questions in, but that was a really good uh, summary of why. And I can say I still don't know that I understand in an off-center fed configuration and I've tried it and it wasn't a, the, in the um, spirit of trying things in amateur radio, it was a mistake. You know, I put a one-to-one balance on an off-center fed dipole and uh, drove myself crazy for a while mm-hmm. wondering what in the, you know, is it happening here? Why a four to one or as opposed to a one-to-one and what is that four to one, one-to-one, uh, ratio. What does that mean? So it's a a balance in the, in the simplest terms is a transformer. That's like your transformer and your your a wall wart to to plug your your phone in, you know, to charge your phone. That's a transformer in it in the simplest terms. It's going to transform your your 120 volts down to five volts. Well, in in the RF world. We, we call them balance and balance means it's just an acronym. It means balanced to unbalanced. So B-A-L, the balance part. And then the un is the unbalanced. So coax is unbalanced. A dipole antenna is balanced. So, so you have two equal sides. And um, so the feed point impedance of a dipole is around 73 ohms in the perfect world. Our feed, our impedance of coax is 50, 52 ohms. So we're pretty close. There's the, the impedance mismatch is nil. But um, so that's why we have a one-to-one balance. So it's 50 in, 50 out. A four-to-one balance is where the impedance, you, you're dealing with an impedance of 200 ohms or 250. It's, um, and that's where the off-center fed dipole comes in because you you don't have equal lengths. You're kind of off-center. So that's the term, off-center fed dipole. The impedance point becomes about 200 ohms. So you need that transformation. And that's what the balance does. It's the transformer. And it transforms your 50-ohm impedance up to 200 ohms and allows the, uh, the, you know, the RF to be transferred you know, at 100%. So it's in the simplest term, that's what the balance is. And then it also 
being a transformer gives you the isolation uh, to keep to reduce the uh, common mode currents coming back down the feed line. There's a question here. We're going to get to some questions throughout the show today, and we'll probably break into the segments down and bring it back later into the show. You're welcome to use the form I put in the chat, and I can certainly go ahead and drop that in there. And it's all in an effort to try to get uh, the questions answered. If we can't do it in real time, then we'll come back to it. Um, Ed asked, what's the difference between a voltage ballon and a current ballon? It's the the way it's uh, the the windings of it and how it's uh, wound and uh, and done. A voltage ballon is trying to offset voltages, and <laughs> those were kind of the first uh, voltage ballons or the ballons that first kind of came out. And then um, and so it uh, doing some research on it because I'm a little weak on on the difference between the two at first, and I was finding that uh, voltage ballons are trying to counteract the voltage of the uh, of the antenna system well it if the core so there's a uh, there's a a core that the the windings are wound on they can get saturated and what ends up happening then the the voltage ballon becomes ineffective and you'll still get your common mode currents so they kind of developed the current mode ballon, which ends up being more of a choke, and uh, and it, it's much more effective. It can uh, handle the uh, imbalances a, a lot better than the than the voltage ballon. But uh, it's basically the way it's uh, the coil, the core is wound, and and the makeup of it. And um, I, you know when I balance first came out that's the ones i was always using and it was like why am i still having some issues here and lo and behold i've transitioned over to just strictly current balance and so if you're going to buy a balance current just remember current balance don't worry about voltage balance they have their place in other areas but the one that everyone recommends is current balance and that's the the ones you want to go with now steve i don't want to bombard you with a ton of questions and here look we all you know, nobody knows everything. And uh, we're just interested in your questions. We will try our best to answer them and research them a little bit more if we uh, we don't know the answers. Uh, Steve, you had a couple of things. that Did you want to show us a couple different balance that you have? Or well, I don't want to step on you with a bunch of questions. I mean, I just, you just have this the typical, you know, they look like this, you know, made out of PVC pipe and uh, this happens to be a four to one ballon because this is a off center fed dipole, a homebrew. And, uh, and they just come in various sizes and shapes. And then this is a, another one. Uh, let's go this way. Another one uh, that you can get from DX engineering, just a Comtech four to one ballon. This, um, this can be used for like in a loop antenna or, you know, balance feed line. So if you had say like a loop, and uh, you fed it with ladder line you bring it down to here and took up your ladder line to here and then here at the bottom you have your coax which brings it into your shack and so you know different styles of uh of construction and and balance you mentioned price before and you mm -hmm. mentioned that big one you put down cost a little bit more there so mm -hmm. is it safe to say that all balance are not created equally or, or is it just the purpose or the build? What's the difference with the cost? Uh, well, balance are going to have power ratings too. So, uh, you know, this one, 
I'd be I'd be a little hesitant about putting full legal power. It probably will handle it, but it probably wasn't for a, a long time. Um, the uh, the other one I had is uh, rated definitely at a higher power rating, so it's going to be a little more in the cost. So, um, and then there's probably some name recognition and things like that. There's a question uh, coming from Kilo One Juliet Delta Papa. Uh, being new to HF, what expect expectations should I have from an antenna system? Seems like the Holy Grail is an antenna that is resonant across everything, but that does not seem to exist. So what are, uh, let's see, so what are good expectations or good practices when looking for an antenna for someone newer to HF? Well, a lot's going to depend on what you can put up. So there's, uh, depending on where you live, how much room do you have, uh, Yes, there is no one antenna on HF that's going to fill everything. There are antennas that come close and they are, you know, work better on certain bands and not so good on other bands. And that, you know, we kind of commonly refer to them as compromise antennas. Um, the other issue is what you can, you know, the, the, what you can put up is basically the biggest thing is uh, how much space you have. Um, HF antennas take up a lot of room and, um, and not everybody has acreage to put things up. Uh, antenna supports uh, is a, uh, another factor. And so there's a, there's a, there's a lot of moving pieces to, uh, to factor in. And uh, it comes down to what, do you want to do and uh, where do you want to operate? What bands do you want to operate? And then start tailoring it from there. If you want to try to operate everything, then it's like, whoosh, you're going to have multiple antennas or you're going to have to have one that's going to kind of fit the bill. And, um, and there's, there's, um, there are, you know, antennas out there that you can build or buy and, uh, and that will get you there. It, uh, but, uh, you know, to be truthful and honestly, you throw up a, you know, simple, uh, so let's go, let's go with the G5 RV. That's a big common antenna. It works. You're going to get out. You're going to operate. Are you going to be the big gun? No, but Hey, you need, uh, you need a different antenna system. Something that's going to be a little more efficient and, uh, but you'll be able to get out there and get on the air and enjoy the hobby. So it, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting uh, as far as uh, what you can do and, and don't have, you know, a super expectations if you're going to go with a, you know, off center fed dipole G five RV or something like that, but you'll still be able to, to, you know, enjoy the hobby and work the world with it. All right, guys, I just dropped the uh, form for asking questions. I've noticed that some questions slip through in the chat and I don't get to see them until late. I, I'm not even looking at the chat at the moment, but thank you all for being here. Uh, we're going to take a break here. We'll come back with um, two stories. We're going to be talking about that. Balance will return later in the show. We'll collect your uh, questions now and we will answer them as best we can as we go along. When we come back, Two stories from this week's news that you probably need to be paying attention to or not, but you better be paying attention. We'll see you in a minute. Thanks, Steve. We'll see you in a second. ICOM's newest handheld amateur radio is the ID52A. It's a larger radio, a larger color 
display, and louder audio. This VHF UHF digital transceiver is much more than a replacement for the ID51A, but it's a new way of communicating. The color display is 2.3 inches for exceptional viewability, and the audio is 80% louder. This multifunction dual-band D-Star transceiver supports DR mode for easy access to local repeaters based on internal GPS information, as well as terminal and access point modes. The ID52A also has Bluetooth for audio and data control, providing improved mobility and control. Visit iComAmerica.com for more information. All right, my friends, it's time for us to talk about two stories. This is when I invite my colleagues from Amateur Radio Newsline to join me here in the studio to talk about things that we need to know. Look at the sets. Everything is coming together in beautiful Karen KD2 GUT. Uh, please take a moment to tell us about the uh, license plate behind you. Thank you. I really, I really wanted to get this up for the new year. This is Bill Pasternak's license plate. Um, though it's a photo of it, actually. It's, they don't make them that big in California. Um, Don Wilbanks has the other one, and this is its companion. He surprised me one day and mailed it to me. Um, and it's here. It has a home. It's, uh, it's a tribute to Bill. We want to start uh, 2021 acknowledging our roots, appreciating Bill for what he's done for us, and uh, Surprise! Here it is. WA6ITF. Beautiful. And Great I'm setting. very happy, very happy to have it here in, uh, in, in my shack. Welcome to Karen. Welcome to Paul. WD9GCO. And uh, everybody looks great. Everybody sounds great. It's nice to have you here. This is a feature where we take a look at two news stories from this week. And Karen will start us off with one that we really need to know about. Yeah. Karen, what'd you bring? I do okay. This this behind me was a surprise. What I'm about to tell you isn't so much of a surprise. I think if you have a ham radio license, you were expecting uh, a New Year's present from the FCC, and we got it. Not quite as big as we thought, but nonetheless, uh, this year, sometime we don't know when. Uh, we're going to be subjected to fees. We will be responsible for paying a fee, for a new license, for an upgrade, for a vanity call. Um, the decision has been made. The FCC spoke in the final days of the old year, good old 2020. Another, <laughs> another thing 2020 has given us is this, um, this fee. Um, this was very, very controversial. When the FCC first announced it, they announced it as a $50 uh, fee that they wanted to impose. It's going to be a $35 fee, which, by the way, is now the same fee uh, GMRS licensees will be paying. And those folks had a far, far heftier fee. Uh, so they're getting theirs knocked down. We're getting ours. We're getting ours, essentially. Emotion there, Karen. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, what do you make of this? Well, you know, and, and I don't, I haven't been able to figure out yet how that fee is paid because I'm a VE. So we're used to collecting the $15 that the league asks for processing all this stuff. And that's not a big deal. But now, <clears throat> 
you know, and, and it, what are we going to get for that $35? I mean, are we going to get some actual value out of it from the FCC? Because they've already eliminated mailing paper licenses to you. So they've eliminated that cost. They've, they've farmed out most of enforcement to um, Riley Hollingsworth and the, the uh, ARRL volunteer monitor program. So <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, in, in the balance, if you look at what some other countries charge, um, some of them are paying 50 to $75 a year just to have a license. So in, in one way, it's not so bad. But then another way, I'm also seeing, you know, I got a young kid coming into a you know, license exam and he's going to have to pony up 50 bucks uh, to get his tech. And uh, yeah, I remember what it was like to be a kid and 50 bucks, you know, the, the mom and dad are going to have to dig in for that. So I, I don't know if that's going to hurt um, the number of young people coming in, even some I mean, realistically, at some point, you got to spend money on radios and things, too. So, but I don't know. It depends on what we're going to get for that $35. Because so far, they've they've keep cutting back services and eliminating field offices and putting everything on us. And now we have to pay for it. So I don't know. So doesn't Congress set the fees and then the FCC kind of initiates yeah. that is that how it works to the best of my knowledge congress demanded this and the fcc doesn't really have a choice so without without it getting political uh it's it's just a matter of it's another fee we're paying are we going to get anything for that Karen, you are familiar with a little bit of spin here and i'm not trying to take you down a rabbit hole but the way it's been positioned was Oh, uh, it, it was a $50 consideration. Now it's a $35 consideration. So it's almost like, hey, we win, but it used to be zero. So technically, we went from 50 to 35 and we were paying nothing. Yeah, um, uh, you pretty much summed it up, Christian. Um, when we heard 50, a lot of us had already concluded this was going to be, uh, you know, it's like when you go to buy real estate, you don't you don't pay full price. You You bargain down. Um, the, the law, what's interesting is the, the law from, uh, 2018 exempts hams from regulatory fees. So as, as Paul correctly said, this is an administrative fee or it's being called an administrative fee, but with so much being automated, including universal licensing, what are we getting? that that's the big question and if you go out on the chat boards you will see the range of responses from the amateur radio community the range has been amazing because some hams are saying heck we spend more more on equipment than you know 35 is nothing is really nothing and others are saying yeah but we weren't paying anything you know and they're both they're both right uh, what are we getting? We don't know. When when this kicks in, we don't even know. Uh, we're waiting to hear. Uh, they will give us 30 days notice. If My my advice is if you want a vanity call, apply for it now. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Uh, this was this was not a surprise. Now, this is only for vanity call licenses no. or it's for everyone? Oh. Everybody. Gotcha. New license. And... Um, mm -hmm. I was watching a discussion. Uh, Rio was discussing it with somebody on, on Facebook, and it's it's confusing still exactly what is considered 
you know, an administrative version. I mean, so, I mean, I, from what I do know is that a new license is the $35 fee an upgrade, I yes. think is included yeah. in that. And an vanity upgrade. calls definitely are. So, mm-hmm. uh, and it, until it, the, the final rules are laid out and we get a date, it's still a lot of it is up in the air, but regardless, uh, it's a thing that we don't have a choice in. So. All right, I want to give some equal time. Well, we can't give equal time to story number two. Sometimes it doesn't deserve it. Paul, what'd you bring in this week for that? Well, we we did a little little kicker on the tiny little island of Mauritius is going to be launching a satellite that they designed and built. And um, well, they're not launching it themselves. I believe that the uh, Japanese space agency is going to um, tag it onto a rocket that they're sending up. They don't have the exact date yet, but it's... There's also going to be uh, ham radio equipment on the satellite. And in a way, it's, it's weird, you know, being being from from America and us being used to being the the big player in space. Now to see all of these little companies and little countries throwing things up there in one way. But it's also cool that it, it you know. Because like Karen and I were talking, maybe we maybe we do the amateur radio newsline satellite. I don't know, um, but uh, it's it's and the the little things like the little cubesats and that now where playing around in space is not necessarily just a major event. Um, you know, it, it's it's some high school or college class can build a cubesat and throw it up there, and it's it's up there for like a year before it falls apart, but. That's still pretty cool. And the fact that it's there's a you know, there's another ham radio satellite going up there uh, is is good for us. So I think it's really, really interesting that these small little countries now are getting involved in space exploration and they're able to build a satellite without billion dollar clean room facilities and stuff. And, uh, you know, things like SpaceX, where, you know, if you've got enough money, you can just give Elon a, a check and he'll uh, he'll pack your your bird on the one of the Falcons and send it up. Karen, what do you think? Well, I'm in favor of an amateur radio newsline satellite. We'll <coughs> probably take that discussion off the air and uh, and see. The only question will be how do we prevent Neil Rapp who from monopolizing from, it? From monopol running out in the middle of dinner to there it is, there it is, it's my pass, and go out and, and work it. And uh, that's that's gonna be the big challenge. But yeah. I, I think that will not put us in good with Mrs. Rapp. No. No, we love Mrs. Rapp. Yes, the um, Ireland is doing the same. 2021 will be uh, a good year for little countries and big satellites or big satellite projects, really little satellites. And I expect there will be more. I think we're going to have a lot more stories about island nations and satellites. So keep listening to Amateur Radio Newsline for that, because I know we're going to get a lot of news about people going up there. It's busy, yeah. busy up in space right now with all those satellites. And if anybody listening right now has a sizable amount of money they got for Christmas and would like to sponsor <laughs> a geostationary satellite over our part of the world, there you go. Go for it. Or just buy a t-shirt in the 100 watts in a wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy merch. Have and a- then with what's left over, put up a satellite. Oh, let's, yeah, let's build a satellite together. We'll do that. Go fund me. I, I think uh, interesting stories this week. I want to invite any listeners or viewers 
to put some comments in, in below and uh, get the conversation going or at least continue the conversation. My thanks to Karen, KD2GUT, and Paul, WD9GCO from Amateur Radio Newsline, my brother and sister from Amateur Radio Newsline. Uh, we'll see you all again next week. And, uh, and uh, thank you so much for bringing that stuff in today. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Friends, if you find value in the show and in the 100 Watts and Wire community, consider becoming a sustaining member. When you donate $25, you're eligible to receive discounts from participating companies. It's a win-win-win. The show gets your support, you receive discounts, and the companies can earn your business. Become a member now and receive six free issues of both CQ Magazine and Nuts and Volts. Support the content you enjoy and get a deal on the gear you need. Visit 100wattsandawire.com to learn more. Very well, then, and welcome back to the show. It's Christian K0STH, Steve, W7UDI. Steve, some interesting stories happening there. Uh, they're putting in some fees in place, and I know yeah. there's always going to be two sides, eight sides, ten sides to every discussion. But what well, do you think? Uh, yeah, it's. I've been kind of watching it, and... Uh, yeah, first it was fifty dollars, and it's like, okay, we'll give you guys a deal, thirty-five, and uh, but uh, they're gonna throw us a bone, and administrative updates are mm -hmm. gonna be free because, and that what is an administrative update? It's if you're gonna do a, a address change or an email change, because uh, that's the other thing they're uh, asking us to provide is an email address. So, um, so those can be done if uh, without. Uh, without a fee because you just do it online on, on the ULS system. But uh, I didn't think about the, uh, and Paul brought it up is like, how are they going to collect the fees for, you know, the $35? And, uh, you know, back in the day uh, when I first got my ticket, we had to go down to the FCC office and the fees were collected then. And um, so when we took our test and, and things like that, so being everything is done for the FCC, you know, all the administrative paperwork for the most part is done by the VEs. And mm -hmm. uh, so they got to work out those uh, logistics. And But yeah, it was Congress and the Congress critters uh, gave it to put the mandate in. And here we are. So. Yeah, it, it opens up such a deep conversation. You know, mm -hmm. it's, you know, and, and this is an interesting comment here in Finland. Annual fees are about $20 a year. And for a vanity call, $200 for five years. Five so years. It, it's interesting to see how other countries are handling these things as well. You know, I don't know. I, I can see both sides to the argument. Uh, I did I did see the spin. I, I thought, well, that's a little bit of interesting spin there when it's like proposed was 50, but we got mm -hmm. you down to 35. And, and okay. Okay, that's better than 50 for sure. You know, and Steve, maybe we have to kind of create a, a program because the question was brought up. I think Paul mentioned, what about the young folks? What about mm -hmm. the uh, new ones coming in? You know, maybe maybe somewhere. I don't know if we're the right avenue for it, but maybe there's a collection where, you know, because we talked about Elmer's in the past. You know, I would gladly, if I saw a youngster, young person, I hate that word youngster, a young person coming along, and, you know, the $15 fee is a little, you know, that's not too bad. Um, if you don't pass your test, maybe you got to do it again. But mm -hmm. let's just say $15, you know, you got the study time and then you've got this $35 on top of it. So you're kind of in bucks. just getting in the game 
-hmm. literally it's a ticket to get into the game but maybe what i'm getting at is that as elmers are needed we need to uh you know maybe we need to help and sponsor you know some of this stuff maybe there's a new avenue here uh yeah. for a nonprofit or just just a ham to get involved with a club to help somebody along and and, and they don't have to be kids you know it could be you know now we're in the pandemic people don't have you know we're getting stimulus checks and all this stuff so i guess that's a long way of saying is maybe we need to help each other out here a little bit i don't mm -hmm. think we can change the game we can be pissed and we can uh, comment about it and go on both sides but uh the answer maybe we need to help each other pull each other up a little bit so between now and then so once it hits the federal register it's, it'll be 30 days effective for us so now's the time to get your uh, upgrade in and um and if you want a vanity call go get it in right now and uh you know get off the dime and uh, get going so it's it's unfortunate uh, we've had a, a, a basically a free ride for a long time and now we're back into you know paying fees and it's that's the way it is and it's not a yearly fee so it's only for your renewals uh, which is 35 dollars, or or any upgrades and so fortunately it's only three classes in the uh in in the licensing uh a system here instead of five like like it used to be and so it um it, it's unfortunately it's we got to throw in a little more and a little more money into the hobby and uh get a little skin in the game you know too i'm yeah. i'm what can, it's a kind of this what what can you do what can you do really we can't do anything about that we i think you can complain you can write your letters if you want to in the end you're going to have to submit to mm -hmm paying the money that you have to pay. I get the the uh, hams that are saying, you know, you you end up buying this gear, you've got a $1,000 radio, you're buying a Balin, which we're talking about today. You mm -hmm. know, pony up, pony up, you know. So I, I get both sides. I do think about the newer hams, and especially now in this, you know, in economy and people are struggling and out of work. Um, but I think maybe I my best suggestion is let's help each other pull each other up. You know, if we can, especially if you find those cases, those needy cases where people need just a little help, you know, I think the league's going to help hate me for this, but it would be nice if the league can kind of come up with some kind of scholarship program that they would administer and uh, people can donate to that and uh, donate into a, into a, some kind of fund, uh, kind of like a go fund me fund yeah. or whatever. And, uh, but it would be something you know that uh you know for young people or financially disadvantaged um, to help them kind of get into the hobby and uh go from there so but it'd have to be administered and but hey, look, you know it all sounds good in theory but in reality no, i think it just it? sounds good overall and it makes the mm -hmm. most sense it's a human thing that we we need to help we help each other as hams we share tools and i think the league may be the right part for this i mean i of course i may get hammered with it ton of crappy comments we pay our our membership right? right we talk about administrating fees it's just another thing that we might be dumping on but they'd be the perfect place for yeah. some sort of collection some sort of um distribution of neediest cases based on and it's not like you you get it forever in life if you need it now maybe you get some help now you know at the local level maybe we help each other you know uh, another new ham or you of course your kids you're helping your kids but 
you know, it's it's one of those things. It's a it's a financial. I wouldn't even yeah. say a setback, but it's a consideration. You're going to have to think about this every what ten years, or if you want to update um, yep. your license or change your your call sign. Let's help each other out. I know you're saying that old hippie, but in this case, <laughs> we need to do everything we can to keep this hobby keep and service hobby going. So mm -hmm. that's what we got to do. Well, that's going to wrap up side one of it. Can you believe it? How fast this wow. goes, Steve? It just moves. We just so got fast. started. <laughs> you're welcome to put your comments. I'm going to post the news segment. The two stories uh, will go up on the YouTube channel. Please comment. Let's get the conversation going. You're uh, welcome to ask your questions as well. We put the um, form in the chat so you can send that. We'll come back. We'll talk some more about balance. We've got some other things spinning here. Uh, thanks for stopping by. Those of you on the stream, hang with us. We'll be back in less than a minute. I think. Can we get it going? Yeah. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.